In the economy that we're in, people are having to make some tough decisions. We as Belay did. You're going, hey, we forecasted revenue to be at a certain number. It's not. What expenses are we going to get rid of? We didn't leave those expenses in there. Mm -hmm. We're holding to our margins. And that's what makes a highly profitable business and the one that's really, really focused. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. In fact, we're the most practical business podcast in the world. It's time to go from being a business manager to a business leader so you can stop managing the daily grind and instead start leading the long-term growth of your organization. Here's the thing, though. Growing an organization is a team sport, not a solo act. One expert says it's not lonely at the top if you bring your people with you. So this podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization. We always focus on leading a team, your team, with confidence. And here's how we do that. Each week, a new episode is released, answering your pressing questions about running a business or organization. However, we always highlight one next step for you and include what we like to call an activation or delegation guide so that you can take immediate action, start applying what you learn, and get your team to help you. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay, a virtual staffing company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, but everyone calls me LZ. I'm the COO of Belay, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. So we are so excited you're with us today. In this episode, we're going to help you build a plan for your company's money by teaching (laughs) you how to create an effective annual budget for your business. Now, this may not be the sexiest of topics, but we feel differently, but it can be the difference between break-even or the black hole to really grow your bottom line. To help you build a refresher budget, LZ, our COO and former CFO at Belay, is going to break down the essentials of a strong business budget and walk us through the budgeting process she's perfected over the years. Boy, I tell you what, I am so glad that we're covering this today. This is really important because budgets make initiatives real. As you outline how these decisions should impact your revenue, expenses, and everybody's favorite word, your profit. Profit. Meaningful, yes, profit, profit. (laughs) Meaningful commitments become measurable financial outcomes that can be shared with leaders and team members as goals. But before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that One Next Step is brought to you by Belay Virtual Bookkeepers. Money is complicated, especially in today's world. Rules change, regulations shift, and keeping up becomes a full-time job for even some of the best business leaders. Do you spend countless hours trying to make sense of your spreadsheets and receipts or just avoid it altogether? (laughs) Are financial errors costing you extra money? Is number crunching your weakness? Are you worried about leaving money on the table? Are you uncertain what qualifies as a business expense? While managing money isn't easy, finances don't have to be overwhelming. No, they don't. 
At Belay, we believe you deserve top-notch financial experts to support your organization. That's why our virtual bookkeepers ensure everything is correct, updated, and understandable. A virtual bookkeeper can help you produce reports and balance sheets, manage weekly bill pay, reconcile bank accounts, reconcile credit cards, process payroll, and process invoicing. Whether you're a church, nonprofit, or business, we have the right people that are ready to help you. Talk to our team today and never lose sleep over a budget spreadsheet again. For more information, visit belaysolutions.com. Now, let's get started with today's listener question. Hi, Lisa and Tricia. Uh, this is Josh from Kentucky. I'm a freelance graphic designer, and I'm, I'm much more comfortable serving my clients than I am running the business. Up to this point, I've been focused on getting clients and paying bills. I believe if I manage my money better, I'd be able to give myself a raise. So here's my question. How do I create an effective budget for my business? I want something I can use to make better decisions and hopefully make planning for taxes much easier. Yeah, th- thanks in advance for your help. Thanks, Josh. You're asking a great question for all the right reasons. Any business owner wants to increase their profit. And let's be real, everybody wants a pay increase. But I think we can help you today. So we're going to dive in and perhaps talk about something that's going to help you get that next raise. What do you think, Tricia? I think it will. So let's dig in and discuss how you build or refresh your organization's annual budget. Ready, LZ? Absolutely. I'll share each step of the budgeting process we follow one at a time. As I share a step, you'll jump in and explain it, what it entails, why it matters, and how to do it effectively. Then we can both talk about how we use it to make our decisions for the organization. Let's go. Okay, so key points. Key point number one in the budgeting process. Yes. Starting with forecasted Revenue or income, top line. Top line, right? Like you can't, I mean, let's be real. You can't budget if you have no idea what your annual projected revenue or income is going to be. Again, I always relate it to personal things. You don't know how much of a house you can afford or a car or even your groceries or eating out if you don't know how much money you have. And this is hard, especially if you're a new business because you might not have anything to pull from. You might not have any historical data. And so it's super important to lean into maybe other industry experts or find some people who are in your space that you could benchmark with to get an idea of what that revenue is going to be. A lot of different ways that you can forecast it. Um, If you are in installment business, it's a little bit harder because you're having to earn that business every day and every month. Yes. (laughs) Installment is not my favorite (laughs) because it's hard to come by. But yeah, if you're installment revenue, then you got to find it all the time. And so what you're really going to want to know is how deep your funnel is that no different than recurring. We'll get there in a second, but you're going to really want to know how deep your funnel is, what your prospect list looks like. Again, if you've been in business longer than a year, you can go back and see if there's any seasonality to your Mm -hmm. revenue and really start to chart that. Um, I'm going to back up a second. Part of that first step is really finding a tool to use for budgeting. 
at Belay when we started out, it was just an Excel or spreadsheet. Google Sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Spreadsheets for the win. Can't knock a good spreadsheet. No, no. And it's simple, especially if you don't have a lot of revenue, you're not going to have a lot of expenses. And so it's easy to track and really, you know, link those sheets together. And so you have everything right there. If your budget's really slim, then it's just on one sheet. But find a tool that's right for you. Over time, we've graduated and we're no longer using sheets, although I do miss it. I love a good sheet. You know, find a, a good tool. So then once you are starting to forecast that revenue, whether it's installment, like I said, you're going to want to know your funnel, no seasonality, or recurring revenue, what you can start looking at is for recurring revenue is month over month gain. Um, I know one of the things I'm actually going to let you talk here for a second and, and give all the dirty details of it is when it comes to retention. That's mm -hmm. a big part of revenue. And I know that that's something that here at Belay we follow a lot. So why don't you give us some information about that, that metric in and of itself, retention? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple things, right? Like you said, like understanding your sales, net new revenue mm -hmm. coming in the door and your projections on that and what your sales funnel leads, marketing efforts look like to get you those new sales. And yeah. then the clients you have and keeping them. Right. Um, so paying attention to what percent are leaving, what is going out the door. You can't just compound new sales without paying attention to what you're losing. Every business has attrition. Yeah. You mm -hmm. should expect to have attrition, even though it stinks when you have attrition. Right. <laughs> it yeah. is part of business. You're not going to keep every client you have forever. So we've been at Belay really maniacal about understanding what acceptable losses look like when it comes to clients leaving Belay and really tracking that data as much, if not more than the yeah. data for new sales coming in the business. So you have a really good understanding of the net gain, which would be the difference between what you're adding versus what you're losing and the gain in the middle. And that's kind of what we use to forecast month over month growth percentages that lead us to our end year or future mm -hmm. state revenue number. Yeah, and making sure that those metrics aren't telling you the story that you just want to hear because one of our early mistakes was taking the net gain at the end of the month, right? So you'd say, oh, mm -hmm. we gained 10 clients, but we lost five and not doing it at the beginning of the month, right? Yes, we took, yeah. it took us many, many years to realize the true net mm -hmm. gain number or true retention number you want to look at is how many clients you had at the top of the month and using that number instead of how many you had at the end of the month. <laughs> Yes, yes, because you yeah. can start to tell yourself a story that makes things look much better than actually being truthful. So yeah, thank you. I wanted to go deep because that's important um, yes. for us, especially recurring businesses out there. The metrics are going to tell the story. The metrics are going to help you forecast your revenue slash income so that you can start budgeting. So again, find how your business operates and start to really forecast what it's going to look like on an annual basis. Okay. So yes. we start there. Yeah. All right. Margins. I feel like we, we kind of <laughs> tease up. Okay. So, so you, you, you have a guess at what your revenue might be for a year. And now you need to start building in everything that falls below that, which, and first step is 
where you want your margins at. So I know you have devised and we use a very meticulous formula um, for our business. So do tell. Yeah, I think that for me, because I want us to be profitable. (laughs) I know that seems so silly, but and and I'm not afraid of the numbers because I happen to really like numbers and I like money. So I take that, you know, you start with revenues 100%. You start there. I'm not going to go out and just start spending it because what's going to happen, there's going to be a deficit. So we really, in the very early days, determined what our cost of goods percentage would be. And I'm going to jump really far to the bottom, what we wanted our net profit to be. It's kind of like that old adage that you got to pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. So your shareholders, your business owners, right? You need to know how much you can invest back in the business, how they get paid, right? Our listener question talked about, you know, how can he increase, you know, his salary? And so I just jump all the way down to the bottom. So there's really three big margins, 100% revenue. Got to focus on that, what your cost of goods are, and then what your net profit is. Based off of those numbers, that gives you all the meat in the middle that you can play Mm -hmm. with. That's when the next round of metrics come in, which is how much are you going to allow for employee burden cost? That's salaries, benefits, taxes, that all goes in there. Marketing. Marketing Mm -hmm. is super important. It is. Super, super important. And you have to determine what percentage you're willing to spend on marketing so that way you can gain more prospects. Nobody knows about your business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not a, if you build it, they will come. You really do have to market your business. Marketing's a thing for sure. (laughs) It is, it is. Yeah. So determine how much you want to spend there. And if there's other things that are important in your business, like IT, maybe you're a technology business, um, and that's important here for Belay, because we are remote, technology is important. We can't do our jobs without technology, so we need to make sure we add that in. Also, culture is super important to us. And so we're going to make sure that we have some funds in there to have events being remote. We want to make sure we can get together. And so that's a pretty expensive line item. But having those margins, those percentages really start to allow us the ability, the framework to start creating that budget and at that point, it, it's pretty hard to, to get off track. To piggyback off what you're saying about the margins, that actually drives all of the decisions we make for our budgets mm-hmm. and our culture and our staffing needs and our marketing spend is if we know we project to do a million dollars and we also know we're going to keep X percent for net profit, mm-hmm. we adhere to our guidelines. And so I think that's a big one for our listeners to know. If if you're agreeing that you're, you want 10% net profit, regardless, that's what you're paying yourself as the owner, you want to walk away with whatever that number or percent is, then that will drive the decisions you make for the rest of your year. So we have conversations all the time, you and I, as COO and CEO, around, can we afford it? Our revenues here, are we holding our net profit number? Does it fit in the middle? Sometimes the answer is yes. We had a great Mm -hmm. month. We're trending up. We can do those things. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes we want to do things for our team or for our organization, but sometimes it it falls on a wish list or a nice-to-have list because maintaining the margins is priority number one. And I think that that could be an area where maybe people 
get it wrong or they get to the end of the year and go, gosh, how did I make no money? Right. Because they might have made decisions outside of that filter. Yeah. And, and I think that if you can, especially if you're a small business owner, if you can add some sort of buffer in there, mm-hmm. it's money's emotional. And if you're the owner of the business, you're going to feel like it's your money, right? Instead mm-hmm. of it's the business or the organization's money. And so you may be inclined to spend a little more or you may be inclined not to spend enough. So if you put some sort mm-hmm. of buffer in there, even if it's just your CPA or you hire a bookkeeper, somebody to kind of just give it to you like it is without any of that emotion, because that'll help you stay within those margins. And sometimes there's some some tough conversations. I mean, right now in the economy that we're in, people are having to make some tough decisions. We as Belay did. Mm-hmm. You're going, hey, we forecasted revenue to be at a certain number. It's not. What expenses are we going to get rid of? We didn't leave those expenses in there. Mm-hmm. We're holding to our margins. And that's, that's what makes a highly profitable business and the one that's really, really, really focused. leads us to, which we teased up, budget expenses, zero-based budgeting. Yes. All right. So it is sexy. (laughs) It is sexy. And I want everybody to get real familiar with zero-based budgeting if they haven't heard of it before. Do tell. Yes, yes, yes. So I know that probably a really bad example, but I'm going to use it because I think everybody can understand. Uh, This is something our government doesn't do. The reason that I say that is because um, our government and and quite honestly, even some larger businesses, you know, when you talk about those percentages and those margins, their revenues are so high, right? I mean, you're talking about billions of dollars that it is a lot of work to go line by line and ask departments or employees to really detail out those specific expenses, If you're a small enough business and do this as long as you can, go to zero-based budgeting. And what that's going to do is it's going to require your leaders and your team members to come to you and say, these are the 10 things that I need to buy. What that does is that really builds accountability. If you do it the other way and you say, hey, team, you guys have $200,000 to spend this year. Guess what? they're going to spend all $200,000. (laughs) That's where you get, you'll hear people go, hey, it's December. My fiscal year ends December 31st. I've got $10,000 left over. Let me buy a million pens. Mm -hmm. You know, let me go to that one conference really quick. Let me prepay for something. Um, And as a business owner, that's really not setting you up for success because what you're doing is you're missing margin that could come to the bottom for profit and eventually help you reinvest back in your business or give yourself that raise that you've been looking for. Yes. And and even in that same scenario, what we do at Belay is our budget is our entire company's budget. So one department right. might have underspent because they didn't need something or something happened. And we as leaders and officers of the business are able to say, you know what, we have this need in this other area of the business that we did not anticipate. So we're actually going to move dollars 
from Department right. A to Department B who needs it because Department A, they're not just going to use the money to go buy pens. Um, we really share and redistribute funds frequently as business changes daily, weekly, monthly, and we're looking at it frequently so we can reallocate monies to where we need them most, which leads us to our next key point. Review, review, (laughs) review. (laughs) That's right. Review, review, review. Okay. So you've done all the hard work. You forecasted where your revenue is. Outside of that, you're going to determine what your margins are, okay? And then you're going to budget. You're going to use that zero-based budgeting. So everybody's going to be accountable for their dollars. But if you don't look at it, if you don't inspect what you expect, Mm -hmm. then you're going to get to the end of the year and you're not going to have reached your goals. You're not going to have hit those metrics. I hear business owners who only look at it quarterly, that's a little hard for me to swallow. I can't imagine only looking at it quarterly. Mm-hmm. I'm no judgment. This is a no judgment zone. But somebody um, who has a vested interest in your business should be looking at this monthly. And of course, cash flow, which we're not even talking about here, should be looking at it weekly. So determine. Depending on the volatility of your business, um, how often not only are you reviewing your financials, which will go into this budgeting, but how often are you allowing yourself to actually um, manipulate or update your budget? Now, a budget is not actuals. I'm not telling you that every month you need to go in there and go, hmm, okay, well, you know, we didn't do that conference. Let me take that out. That can literally be like way too much work. That'll drive you crazy. But I do think that it's really good to get in there monthly and see where you're trending. Because like we said earlier, if you need to make changes based on that you're not hitting your revenue numbers, you need to bring down those expenses. Or hopefully... You're exceeding your forecast, right? And you can add and some you can stuff dream. In. Right? Yes. As CEO, yes. I mean, I look at the financials monthly and I can't imagine not at least looking at them monthly because they help me plan. My job is to be able to forecast the future of Belay and to cast vision. And it's very hard mm-hmm. to cast vision for an organization or a company or a team or your people if you don't have clarity as to where you're actually headed. So, and financials are such a huge part of an organization's growth strategy, forecasting, planning, what's going to happen in the the coming months, whether you're cutting things or adding things, being able to do that, you kind of have to know where you sit, at least on a monthly basis. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity. I mean, I think of a marketing opportunity, right? I mean, it's it's lovely to think everything will be thought of um, a year out uh, when you're planning your budget. But the truth is, you're going to have opportunities that arise that you didn't plan for. And if your revenue is exceeding where you planned, then let's sit down and find the money for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why looking at the budget is so important that you can make small tweaks along the way. I know for us right now, during this very unusual year, we're looking at it a lot more. And we're being able to say, huh, okay, we took these things out. Here's our wish list now. Okay, things are maybe projecting, you know, going a little bit better than we thought. Okay, let's add those back in. A forecast is for you as a business leader and as a business owner. It's a tool. It's not meant to be scary. 
you're not in trouble, you know, your parents, the principal, who, whatever authority figure you <laughs> might have been a little afraid of when you were a kid is not coming to get you. Um, it's not a, you know, profanity. It's not a curse mm-hmm. word. It's a great thing mm-hmm. that you can really leverage to grow your business and help you reach those goals that you wanted to, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you um, had that crazy idea to leave what was good and what was safe to go start something, um, it's really important to watch it really closely. Hire people if you need to, to help you understand those numbers, but don't be afraid to look Mm -hmm. at them. They tell a story. It's a beautiful story that can really help those dreams come true. So once you decide on how to review it in the cadence, keep doing it. Don't be afraid to change it. Awesome. Well, Lisa, this has been a ton of great information Thank you. for our listeners. I think we're even giving them a great activation guide, a download Yay! of a budgeting template for you guys. So we can at least give you a framework to start if you don't have one already. And Lisa, thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge on all things budgeting for our audience today. Oh, it was my pleasure. And yes, that template is the one we started with. So it's near and dear to my heart. And we used it for many, many years. (laughs) So it's definitely not startup only. We've used used it for many, many years. So enjoy it. Okay, T, I did a lot of talking today. I dumped a whole bunch of information. Knowledge. I'd like to think of it as uh, knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. Yes. Way better. Way better. Knowledge. But I'm I'm sitting here now thinking that it might have been a lot for people to really hold on to. I know the activation delegation guide is going to help everybody, but I'd like to know from your perspective as CEO, what was your takeaway? What is something that's really actionable that they could start doing immediately? Well, as the most practical business podcast in the world, (laughs) that's us, that's us. (laughs) I'm going to give you, I would say the practical tip I would take away as a leader of an organization, a CEO, would be getting the numbers on paper and sticking to them. It's it's mm-hmm. so basic, right? I know. Take the activation guide, take a spreadsheet, whatever tool it is that you decide, plug your numbers in, decide what your net profit is and hold the line. Let it drive your decisions. Mm-hmm. As as someone who leads a company, that is the the clearest thing that helps drive my decision making, our leadership's decision making. So Putting it on paper, getting that Excel document going is genius Mm -hmm. and understanding what you want your bottom line to be and holding steady to make decisions on everything else feeding into that would be my most practical tip that I would give anybody listening to the podcast. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. So you know what time it is. It's time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming. So in each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to create a rough draft of your annual budget. Yes, absolutely. And to help you do it, we always provide what we call an activation or delegation guide. And this week's guide is our bulletproof annual budget template. I told you we had goodness for you. (laughs) One that we've used to grow our business for years. This template will help you clarify your plan for revenue and expenses 
classes so you'll have an understanding of what must come in, what must go out, and how much you have left over for the bottom line. To download it now, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next step podcast.com. That's one next step podcast.com. When you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways, links to resources mentioned in the episode, and questions to ask yourself or your team to further explore today's topic. We'll also give you a link to a 10 to 15 minute playlist that you can play in the background while you focus on your next step. So again, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And if you're not convinced already, we'll even give you an opportunity to submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest of ours can answer it during an upcoming episode. So here's our challenge to you. Download the guide and then give yourself the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. So start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.